if uncertainty was possibility? What if uncertainty didn't have to be terrifying, but could actually be exciting? In this episode, we really explore what it means to be part of an untapped program and what transformations can be possible for your life. Because Untapped has a culture of personal growth. We have a thriving community. So we bring in our very first guest interview with Megan Dimon, who is a student and a client, and she is also now part of the Untapped team. And we really explore where she was from her journey of got being in a big four accounting firm and transforming into running a six-figure company, an online business manager company, working from anywhere in the world, calling in the love of her life and what that's taken and how much she had to invest in herself, what she had to work through to do that, how she did that with the support of our community. And Megan has so many beautiful examples and metaphors and calls to action. So dive on in and hear this beautiful woman's transformation. And as you do, let it expand yourselves and what's possible for you. Well, this is an exciting moment to have the beautiful Megan Dimon on with us today. For those tuning in, Megan and I, but we met in a personal growth event some years ago now, and I've had the privilege of Megs coming through a few of our programs. We've been working together for two years, so Megs is a huge part of our Untapped team and an absolutely incredible human. And over the years of knowing you, it's just been such an honor to see your expansion and to see you step into the truth of who you are. And obviously season one of the Untapped podcast is about living in alignment. And the reason I wanted to bring Megs on today is because you really embody what it means to live in alignment, what it means to be brave, to be courageous, to leave the status quo, to leave relationships that didn't align and to truly design a life that you love and what you've created in a really short space of time is extraordinary. And I know for anyone listening, Megs has got a beautiful way. She's got the most phenomenal energy. She just brings all the fizz, Megs, aka the fizz, and really a beautiful way of articulating transformation as well and making it accessible for people so excited to bring this episode in today where we can really explore what it's taken to create the life you now have transparently the barriers the challenges and you know some of the distinctions that you've learned along the way so thank you so much for joining us and before we dive in I'd love you to just give us a little bit of context who is Megs where was the background before we connected what were you up to and just set the scene from there oh my god hi It is an absolute honor to be here. I've been on the untapped journey from the beginning. And when I first met you, I was working in a big four accounting firm. I was very much on that corporate hustle. I dabbled in Renee Brown. I was like, oh, she's got some cool quotes. Maybe I'll put that on the wall. And then I walked into this room of what was then the social experiment and you were facilitating. And it was just like this mic drop moment for me where you stepped onto the stage and started talking at the time it was about maybe the little voice in your head and every word landed and I just remember looking at you and being holy heck I want to have that energy and it wasn't even like I wanted to be you or do what you did per se it was like I want to be able to carry myself in that way I want to feel the presence of that since that moment my life has never been the same I have changed 
my career many times I have met the most phenomenal people through the untapped community and even through the decisions that I've made along the way I've started a incredible company called co-collaborate or coco for short and we get to work with the most phenomenal people untapped included to spread their impact and to enable good business to do more of what they do best it's been a journey but it's been super fun and all of that in such a short space of time and I think it's beautiful I know for myself I've had so many people in my life that have been those expanders when we learn about the shadow work you see a part of you in them and walking into that workshop and witnessing yourself within me obviously because if whenever we're seeing someone like that that is already within you and it's been so cool to see you just activate all of that potential and your leadership and now how you're empowering so many and really creating such a massive impact in your own way so I think same for me as being in those rooms and having those expanders and that's why the importance of getting in those people's energy fields isn't it you're like oh I want a piece of that amazing so obviously you had this discovery you heard about the little voice and I think it's a really cool distinction you made around you had the quotes on the wall etc you had the self-help maybe a few books that we never read maybe whatever it was but then suddenly you got an access to really shifting something I'd love to know in that first seminar that you did do and you were hearing that finally had this little voice what was the big breakthrough after that and then how did that set things in motion for you it was very much for me at that point in my life. I had been to university, I'd followed the traditional path, education was everything, was following what I was good at in a way, like what I got good grades at is what I was, how I was kind of using my compass for what I should do with my life was where did I get the gold stars and how can I keep getting more gold stars? And at the same time, I almost in a sense was living this double life. So I'd been through this accounting journey, I then worked at this accounting firm and was responsible for onboarding and learning and development and training programs. And so I had this little bit of a sense of that personal development world in terms of improving your skill set, but not the lens of what it truly means to ask yourself, not what do I need to get this job done or what do I need to do business development or blah, 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 you know, relationship building, but to truly sit back and ask yourself, what do I need to live a fulfilled life? What is the kind of person that I want to be in every moment, not just in this one interaction? And that's part of the distinction I got was that it actually went beyond the quotes on the wall. And up until that point, I had been in a lot of even my friend's life, I was prone to a DNM and I would kind of see it that way. And even online dating, you know, people would say, oh, it's so refreshing. You're so straight up. And I kind of thought like, oh yeah, that's different. And then I walked into this room and the social experiment and I heard the way that you spoke about limiting beliefs and calling ourselves forward and even how you do anything is how you do everything really landed for me in that room and I realized I don't have to be this person in isolation I can be this person every day I can leverage my personality doesn't have to be a side feature or a bonus of Megs it can actually be what I live and breathe every day and then I realized as well there's more of us. You know, I looked around that room and I realized there were people in this room that I had never experienced and who came from such different backgrounds to me. And that was even just a taste, you know, that was what we could find in Auckland at that time versus now the community. And I look around myself and it's what you say about expanders and you don't know what's possible to, in a sense until you see it and you don't know what you don't know. And that's true, not just for knowledge, but for people and for the way that you live your life. And so now I look around me two years on in business and I've been exposed to people I never ever would have come in contact with. And I just 
am inspired. I'm inspired every day by these people and what's possible for them and the belief that they carry in their heart for their mission. That is so, so powerful to me. And it's one of the biggest things that I've gotten out of being part of the untapped community and out of diving into this world, I guess, is that sense of community, you know, beyond the distinctions, beyond the reflections on my own life, beyond the tangible tools, which are all incredible, but those in conjunction with people around you who continually believe in the best version of yourself, who you say, I want to do this. And they say, cool, when are we doing it? That is the most incredible thing. Yeah, I think that's a huge part. It is about the people. It's one thing to really learn something in a book or listen, you know, even to a podcast, an audio book or whatever it is. And it's something else to feel that energy of a community. And you are someone who has put so much into our community as well. You get back what you put in, you know, you give wholeheartedly to our community. You're always empowering others, acknowledging, inspiring, giving people an access, holding people accountable. And so, of course, you experience that tenfold. And I think that's the same any relationship isn't it like it's yeah you get back what you put in and so it set the wheels in motion and I love that distinction around a job we get so obsessed with a job being that thing and being and it is a huge part of your life like it's a massive part of your life and most of our clients change jobs and start businesses and all sorts of things it's but I think there is a huge focus initially on that of the career and what I hear for you was like you finally got this zoomed out expansive view of like wait a minute who do I want to be every day and how do I want to live my life and these bigger questions and that's confronting (laughs) to ask yourself those questions as well and so I'm curious for you because I know you're relatively far down your personal growth journey now having been around this work for a couple of years but in that initial piece when you finally started confronting some of those big questions where am I really going with this who do I want to be every day how did you then make a decision to change because I think a lot of people have the inklings of oh I need to make some differences here but how did you actually come to that decision of we get to make some change on this now in the room on that day we talked a lot about limiting beliefs and we explored a lot in the context of what we were creating which was a social enterprise we explored a lot about what we were bringing into that and what might get in the way from our own shit our own personal stories that might get in the way of us doing that and so I think I realized in that moment that I had some stuff to work through in terms of worthiness and it was probably the first time I'd really encountered that language even of underneath it all like what was keeping me in this gold star track was this constant validation of you're worthy still you're worthy still you're worthy still and It didn't fully land for me on that day, I think, because that language is so, that's such a different shift, right? You go from like, I'm doing this thing, I'm doing this thing, I'm doing this thing, and I get it, and then it never quite feels fulfilling, and then maybe I get a a relationship, and I'm like, yeah, I wanted a boyfriend, and I got that, and then I'm like, wait, it's not quite it either, it's actually bigger than that, I think, and so I started to realize that conversation of what I was seeking or what I was chasing wasn't quite fulfilling me, and then I poured myself into finding more meaning, and I remember doing after that workshop I remember sitting down I was mentoring a 14 year old girl at the time and I was like okay we're gonna sit down and we're gonna do our goals and so we sat down and she's like you know I'm gonna get my driver's license I'm like great goal let's do it and then I'm sitting down and I'm like okay I want more meaning and I remember writing on this page I drew some flowers around it meaning and then I was like oh I know smart goals it's got to be a little bit more tangible than that I'll do some mentoring I will maybe engage with social experiment and see how I can help. And it was all on the side. It was all 
how can I in my spare time give everything that I can to the world to feel like I had a sense of meaning or fulfillment aside from my job which was the predominance of my time and then just none of it worked and I kept coming back to this community and how I felt in the room and what it was like to have those expansive conversations and I kept thinking like what if I did this all the time and a big philosophy that I started to gain over that time and something I've probably hinted at my entire life is we're raised don't be a quitter go hard don't be a quitter keep going persist determination I think up until this point in my life was one of my biggest values it was always a thing I'm not a fast runner but I'm determined I will keep going till the finish line and I realized when nothing was fulfilling me and nothing was filling up that cup that maybe it wasn't don't quit, but it was no when to quit or no when to pivot. And so I left that role when I tried something else and I realized again pretty quickly, and I guess the rate of change gets to get a little bit shorter every time we do this, but I changed into a marketing role and I did that for a little bit and I realized this wasn't it, this definitely wasn't it, wasn't fitting what I wanted, wasn't feeling fulfilling, wasn't feeling excited to wake up every day. I remember going to a talk around the same time and this guy said in this talk, remember being five and you woke up every morning so freaking excited just to be alive you woke up and you're like I can't wait to get out of bed I have to go wake everybody up I have to tell them it's a new day and it, it was so fizzy and a lot of the time we're like oh you know children are like that but there's nothing stopping us we're still that person inside and I remember thinking I want that you know I want to wake up every day and be like I'm just so excited to be alive and that's enough it's interesting you say that because my experience of you and maybe that's like I've seen your transformation over time but also I just like know you and who you are now it's like yeah. that that you've always been that way right that that energy and that joy and that but I guess for you is your experience actually oh now I'm living in alignment I'm doing what I meant to be doing is that awakening that energy because I think yeah I'm just curious on that do you think that's what's been the shift for you in terms of accessing that energy I think so. And I think Gretchen Rubin talks about it in her book, The Happiness Project, which I'm looking at right now, which is quite interesting. And she spends a month being the kind of person who generates energy in a room. And she says it's exhausting. And I think that's pretty much it. I've always been the kind of person who really valued optimism and positivity and bringing the energy and being the fizz. That's always been who I want to be and how I want to show up and how I portray myself in a room. And I think the difference is now I don't have to put effort into it. Mm. And so you might not have experienced on the outside, a lot of people in my life wouldn't have experienced, except for maybe those closest to me who saw like the breakdowns and, you know, the tears along the way. But as an outside person that interacted with me, you would have been like, Megan's always been that person. She's always been real fizzy. But what you didn't see maybe is that to a degree, when I'm not living in alignment, when I'm not fulfilled, when I'm not waking up with the excitement of a five-year-old, that's coming at a cost, you know, mm. I'm putting a lot of energy into being that person versus when I'm living in alignment and when I am waking up every day, just super excited and energized by the people around me, that's no longer a sacrifice to me, you know, that's no longer even an exchange. It's just an expansion. It just feels natural to be that person. I'm not putting effort into it. I think that's the shift. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So you built your kind of persona and identity on that energy, mm. which makes complete sense. 
it became organic and it became an expression. And I think that's huge. I often, Dee always says to me, you can just, I've never seen anyone be able to work the way you can. And I have a similar experience of you, not that we're promoting overworking or burnout. <laughs> and it's because that energy field just comes from somewhere else, doesn't it? When you're in that alignment, you're like, I don't even know what's working through me right now, but I can't even stop. And there's just, it's an abundant flow. And I think, yeah, when you are tapped into it, it's such a, such a powerful force yeah, yeah. beautiful and even amazing experiencing you like obviously working so closely with you Brian your business I can see it for you as well like it's actually when you're close to someone it's tangible when something's in flow and it feels right and even some of the business decisions we make you know sometimes we feel like we're pushing we're pushing we're pushing and me and you will have this moment where we're like ah that's not it mm. we actually don't have to push in that direction that's just not it and we get to take that step back and say it gets to be easy and that's something I think Mm. that we learn in business but we also get to apply to our life and for everyone else you know if you're out there hustling and you're at your job every day you're lamenting capitalism you're like why do we have to go to work and people will tell you that's just work work will always be like that and I've heard people say to me I don't think you'll ever enjoy your job that much you'll never wake up and be like this is the life I want to live every day and I just don't buy into that. I don't think that's true. It's your life. You get to live it however you want. Your job is just a piece of that puzzle, how you make money. It doesn't have to be a struggle every day. And if it feels like it is, like every day you have to wake up and steal yourself for it, you get to change something. And it is a commitment to an extraordinary life. It's a permission. I heard a really great thing on Elizabeth Gilbert's book, when we were listening to an audiobook a few weeks ago and it was like there's a sense of entitlement that oh. comes with claiming an extraordinary life and I actually love that because I think you you have to decide as you shared I'm worthy you know you tapped into this worthiness this validation mm. conversation I'm worthy of living an extraordinary life mm. I get to have an amazing career where I'm in full energy and full flow and you made that decision for yourself and I think that's the first step first and foremost because so many of us settle because we think oh it's pretty good it's fine it's not bad whatever we say instead of like nah this gets to be awesome this is my life we're talking about not that we'll talk about challenges soon but that doesn't mean it is an easy ride but it gets to be extraordinary so acknowledging you for that decision and commitment to yourself and I think something that was important that you kind of mentioned there is like it wasn't like you just fell into it because I think, again, that's another piece that I was also super relentless on when I was seeking my alignment. I will try anything. I will turn over every stone. I will talk to 29 people in a day. I remember having like 50 coffees in one week and I was like, "Eh," because I just wanted to talk to people. And so for you, I'm curious, what were some of those things? Like what were you mentioned, the marketing thing? Like what were some of the things that you did that? And how did you know, did you just get quicker at knowing this is not me? Yeah, just curious on that journey. I think similar to you, the answer for me, I always knew wasn't trying stuff. I think, and you know, I think what kind of person you are. And so the same way that I figured out what I wanted to be doing with my life. And I say in this moment, because I don't think anything is certain. For right now, this feels super true for me. I am waking up every day excited. That's not to say in five, 10 years time, I'm like, actually, it's something else. I'm going to do this now. But I think for this moment, what I know about myself is when I learn anything, it's experiential. It has to be 
I try it and then I know. And so for some people, it might be that they read lots of stuff, right? And they take in all the information and then they make a, a decision matrix, whatever it feels like for you. For some people, it's that they watch videos or they consume information in a visual sense. For me, I've always known it's experiential. And so it meant I wasn't ever going to know. And I think it's the same for everyone, no matter your learning style. You're not going to know. Certainty comes from action. That's something you say all the time, right? Is that certainty comes from taking action. It doesn't come from analysis. That'll help you decide which action might be the most, vi most viable. But the certainty... That doesn't come from the analysis stage. That comes from taking an action and sitting with it and going, yeah, or no. Nah. Oh, shit, no. You know, I fucked it up. I need to try again. Yeah, so for me, it was having the courage to take action. And I think what I did in that process was I looked around me and I thought, who are the kinds of people? Because I always knew people were fundamental to me. And I always said in a job, it's not necessarily what you're doing. It's who you're doing it with. And so I looked at where the people were that I wanted to be. And then I tried it and I tried like the marketing role and it was, yeah, some of the people were incredible. And then I also realized, actually, I don't want to be at the effect of someone else's culture. I want to be in that company culture. I'm sick of being at the effect of it. I want to be able to create it. I want to be able to create the culture and let the people come and have that environment. And then when I left that, I was like, okay, it's not this. So what else is it? And I jumped into the unknown. I went to Canada with no job, no clear plan to make money. I'll just figure it out I guess and that was really scary and what made that easier for me was having people around me and I literally I still do this to this day whenever I have a moment of uncertainty I'll message a friend and I'll be like I just need you to tell me everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay and I'm like sweet they're like do you want to tell me what it's about I'm like don't it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter what the context is I just need you to tell me everything's gonna be okay and sometimes you just have to have those people around you and be bold enough we talk about this a lot in the programs around receiving and that comes with being bold enough to ask for help and letting people see you in your vulnerability and not having this mask on like I got my shit together all the time because we're human and we don't, we're a hot mess. So it was the conversating with people was asking people and for me it was trying stuff and being like I'm going to do this and when I got to Canada I just reached out to people who inspired me and you were one of those Bri, thinking that's how we started working together. I reached out and I said hey, I've got some spare time to quote, take it. I've got a unique set of skills. Can I help you? Can I do anything for you? And I did it for like chip change money. It wasn't really about that for me. It was about trying stuff on and having like a little bit of money so I could pay for food. Always crucial, you know, you do need sustenance. But it was about being in the experiment of like, is this it, is this it, is this it? And then through Untapped and working with you, I found like this was definitely the most it. And then I built it from there and Coco was a COVID baby if you were was born out of that experimentation phase and going okay no that definitely wasn't it but this is definitely more it and like what if I add this yeah that feels really good okay yeah what if I add more of these people amazing and hence the recipe for a life that lights me up gets me out of bed every morning mm, beautiful and I think that distinction around the people is so valuable as well of looking for the types of people you want to be around because you're right like we often focus on the role and the tangible things and we're a product of our environment and I know when we connected we didn't even really know what we were doing I don't think I untapped even I think you're our first person we hired I don't think we even had job descriptions you like for context it was Meeks and I jamming away 
kind of making things up, creating things, and you were just someone who just so got your hands in there, you would, let's go, I'll figure things out. And already, I know, I remember within months, you were adding so much value. It's just who you are. You add value wherever you go. In a couple of years together, we went from, I think we we're about 150,000 in revenue when we started, or maybe yeah. even smaller. And, you know, we're a million dollar company. And it's in, in a couple of years. And it's about people. Because I remember our energy flow, like our connection and the way we work together. And then we figured out the job. We figured out what the company required and the antithesis of probably how we do things now, but it worked, didn't it? It was just like, and yeah, that courage, that leap of faith to Canada with not knowing Mm -hmm. and adding value first, reaching out to all those beautiful people and just adding value before you want to ask allowing yourself to be supported, but also yeah. just going out there and seeing where can I add value to different communities? And even on tap starting with similar, I was just like, I've got some cool distinctions. I've learned in programs and seminars globally. I want to bring them back to New Zealand. And I just ran these free workshops. And so starting that way before it becomes this big company and this big thing and analysis, as you said, it's just, how can you just start by adding value with what you love and the people you want to be around? It's so simple to begin. What's that school? How can I hold? And this is untapped. This is like through and through taught me mm. this distinction of how can I hold the vision while also leaning into what's the small step I can take right now? And I think so many people, myself included, we want to shortcut uncertainty and we want to minimize the effect of it everywhere. Like I talk to my friends about dating, online dating. They're on that first date and they're thinking, is he the one or not you know is he gonna be the person I marry you know and a lot of my friends are we're getting older we're 28 29 we're almost at that 30 well you should be married and have a kid by now that's what society wants that's what we're taught that's what we're constantly telling ourselves no no it's not that for me but secretly we're like but my biological clock is ticking yes oh my gosh <laughs> So we want to shortcut the uncertainty phase in business in life and choosing your career and all of that stuff and I think it's Part of it is flipping that and realizing that's where, what if uncertainty was possibility? What if uncertainty didn't have to be terrifying, but could actually be exciting? What if it was like, this could go any number of ways and I can trust that all of those ways will be awesome. And beyond that, I can trust if it doesn't go a way that I like, I've got the self-trust. I believe in myself enough that I can pivot. I've pivoted before, I can pivot again. It's no big deal. And I will request support if I need it. And I will go back to the drawing board if I have to. If I started from zero today, I'd be okay. I'd be alive and I'd be okay. And I'd still have incredible people around me because nothing can take away the connections that you've built and the energy that you've put into relationships. And so everything else is a possibility. Mm, Beautiful. And it's amazing because I think also as you say that I've got this self-trust I've got this community it's like you've invested in that as well and I think that's really important for anyone listening is as Meg say that Mm. you've done a lot of work on yourself you've done multiple programs you've Mm. continually committed to our community and putting yourself in programs and spaces where you'll meet those people and you'll be supported and I think that's really important is you've actually as we were talking about before we hit record was you put your money where your mouth is you actually said this is what I'm committed to and I'm going to invest and get the support I need to make that happen. And then that's what makes the journey easier. So it's it's a catch 22, but it was funny because before we hit record, we were laughing when Meg's first heard about one of the programs and it was $800. So you were an early adopter then. You heard that number and you thought, oh my gosh, I can't spend that much on myself. So I'm curious, how did you make this decision of you knew that you needed that and you got to invest in that? 
and what was that like for you? What did you have to let go of? What did you have to overcome to actually this initial shock of $800 for a program for yourself to investing tens of thousands into yourself? How does one make that shift in journey? That's, it's such a fascinating concept, isn't it? I, I mentioned briefly, I came from a background of accounting and finance. And so I also had that soundtrack of the money conversation, the cost saving conversation. How can we do this the most efficient way? And I bet I applied even to personal development. How can I grow as a human in the most cost effective way? And that would be like putting the quote on the wall. And I, yes. and I think <laughs> there's a time and a place for a quote on the wall. Like, don't get me wrong. I love a photo wall. As you can see behind me, I'm all for it, but it's not what's going to create transformational growth. It's not going to make you millions. It's not going to create relationships that you really want. It's just, that's, it's part of it. What shifted for me, I think was, and we talked a little bit about this before we hit record as well, was looking around that room and realizing that everybody there, especially you, Bryony, could hold so strongly to a vision of a possibility. And before you had any evidence it was possible, you know, the way that you created your company, the way that you left law and all of those events I guess that you told us about and brought us on the journey with you could hold the possibility of I'm going to build this incredible company I'm going to make all this impact I'm going to create so much transformation with these programs before you necessarily had seen the evidence that that was possible and for me I was like I can't study that in university I can't do a course in what that's like but I knew in my heart that was what I needed to truly shift or transform or to do the extraordinary things the great things that I wanted to be able to live out the dreams that I had of contributing to heaps and heaps of people and being able to accelerate growth if I even think about climate change if I think about any of the humanitarian objectives that are also in my heart if I wanted to truly make an impact in that space I knew I 100% had to believe in a possibility that was not a reality and the only way I knew how to do that was to surround myself with people who did that who could do that? I thought, like, I can't study that. That's not a theoretical shift. I get it already. I got it. I knew it as a concept, but I couldn't embody it yet. And I knew that the only way to do that was to surround myself with people who thought that was normal. Who thought mm. it was weird that I wouldn't believe in a possibility of something without evidence. I had to, I call my alter ego Tegan, who's the accountant side of me just a Gemini thing, but I call my alter ego Tegan and I, I needed in order to truly take bold action towards the company, the culture, the life that I wanted, I needed to surround myself with less Tegans and more people who could hold the vision of a possibility and believe so wholeheartedly in that while being back at step one and being like, cool, what's the first step on that? Mm, amazing. And that's it. When you're working with coaches, and I've had multiple people who've been that for me, they are the certainty that's possible. A, they're the embodiment. They've got that energetic frequency because they've done it. I remember when we had a call, I think we were still in Canada and we were talking about Coco or the concept of Co-Collaborate, which is Megan's company. You can check out the links in the show notes to check out all the amazing work that she's doing, what she's creating with Co-Collaborate and the ever expansive company that it's becoming is like, I just ran the numbers and I just reverse. I think we were just sitting there and we were just like reverse engineer. I was like, yeah, cool. Well, Untap could you give you this every month and then we just need like one or two more of those on a retainer and boom, you'd have your income replaced. And you were like, I could do that. I can do that. And it's just that access, yeah. you know, and it's amazing when someone 
has that energetic congruency, frequency, embodiment, whatever language you want to use. And they're like, yeah, done, let's play. And I think that's that's a beautiful distinction of you are borrowing their certainty and drowning out your doubt, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Until you have the full energetic in your body, knowing can do like you have now, two years on, of like, oh yeah, I got this. Like, you know, that you're borrowing that for that interim. And I had, and I remember the first coach I had when I transitioned out of law, it was like, I'd wake up at 4am and panic attacks and so much fear and so much anxiety. And she's like, we got this, we got this, we got this. And I, I always still thank her so much for holding my hand through that transitionary point because those transitionary points are the toughest, you know, they, they really are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a powerful distinction of what it means to, yeah. yeah. And the other thing that came through for me there when you were talking was, especially when you're transitioning and you're maybe the first person in your circle at that time that's maybe thinking outside of the box or you want to, when you want to pivot and you've built this life and these people and they have a vision for you because you've said every day, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And then one day you wake up and you're like, just jokes yeah only joking I actually want to do this other thing that's completely wild and quite uncertain and we don't know how we're going to make money off it and yet mum are you in and of course not you know like you've conditioned them your whole life for them to believe in this other reality and then you just flip it on them one day and so often we don't even take people on that journey because we live in our heads and we're overanalyzing and it's vulnerable for us and it's scary and so we don't even take the people in our life with us on actually I, I don't feel certain about this anymore and we wait and we wait and we mull and we mull and then we go okay yeah I've got it in my head and now I feel certain about it now I can tell you about it but you blindsided the shit out of your family and friends because they were like oh I'm what are you wait what wait what are we doing and so yeah there's gonna be this phase where those people they need to transition too and step one would be take them with you on the journey like open up a little bit more actually I'm not certain on this thing anymore I don't know what it is yet like I don't know let's figure it out together so take them with you on that as well so you don't blindside them when you pivot but also when you look around you and you're looking for people to hold the certainty for you to hold the vision for you when you have times of uncertainty make sure that those people that are holding you to account that are telling you it's possible are people that do truly believe in that vision because they've been there because that's who you've always been for them because that's where you create whatever it is but when you talk to people in in that initial sphere chances are they're not going to believe in it for you because they haven't seen it and they haven't been in that world and they haven't even been on the journey of changing their mind and so you get to take them with you but you don't need them to always push the boat you get to choose who's going to be the ones paddling for you yes such a good distinction because it's huge you know it, it really is and expecting those people to be that for you is also really unfair yeah it's actually yeah. unfair to ask your parents who were brought up in a traditional society and professional yeah. education to understand a coaching industry or a freaking online business manager company or yeah. you know like it is actually unfair and I love the way you created that they had a plan for you too and you don't need to live the expectations of what society wanted you to do but it is a transition for them and who is your community as you step into your highest alignment and your truest expression like who are the people that just that's how they relate to you. That's how they hold you accountable. That's how they support you is that new version. Huge in those transitory times is having that support network and coaches, mentors and community. It's just, it's everything, isn't it? And it just accelerates the process. I think one thing I always say is you could do it. You probably yeah. figure it out. 
but it'd probably be really long. I take a really super long. lonely. Yeah, it won't be um, fun. And what I always say is, that if it's not fun, it's not worth it. So, who wants to have a boring time of it? And they'll come. I, and I think that's the other thing is that they will come with you. When I first told my mum I was quitting and going to Canada, she of course she was full of fear she didn't know how I was going to make it work she hadn't really been that much part of the journey and I had to make a request for her in that moment of the the alternate reality the staying and not changing is really painful for me and I can't handle it and so I need to take a risk and I just need you to to come with me to just be in the uncertainty Mm -hmm. I had to make that request and she was like okay 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 and she tried and she did an incredible job and now she replies to everyone in my email marketing newsletters being like, this is such a good one. And I'm like, yes, mom, I love that. You know? Bless the mums. Yeah. My mum's yeah. my professional copywriter, grammar, yeah. editor from day, day one. Yeah. I still day get three, yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know how to support you, but I can tell you where a full stop lives. And I'm like, yes, yes, you know, whatever you can do, that's perfect. And so I think investing in ourselves it makes the journey easier, makes it fun as we step into this alignment. And it's not all rainbows and butterflies, right? It's a freaking lot of work. Yeah. I was listening to a training today from Scott Olford, and he said this distinction of the longer you make decisions out of alignment, the longer you stay in those places yeah. you know, the longer you stay in those relationships, yeah. those careers, the grander or the more decisions you have to make to basically get back into alignment. Yeah. And I think that's a, a, a beautiful way to say it. It's not that it's never possible. Or you can, it's just that it takes more to come back to that true self. And so for you, on the journey of really getting into this highest energy, this aligned career, I know you've had lots around your health and relationships. What are some of those big decisions? Because a lot of challenges actually often do come down to making those tough decisions as well that you met, that you had to make. Obviously, one of them was taking the leap going to Canada and just like finding your wings on the way down. But what are some of the other challenges or decisions you've had on your journey? Yeah. So like you mentioned, there's always the career stuff is always it feels so big and it often dominates a lot of our conversation because it's the what you do stuff. But there are, I guess, a lot more decisions along the way of even the giving up of identity. There's relationships that I got to leave because they weren't right or they they no longer fit the vision I had for my life I look back and think in my value system even for relationships pre any personal development work was yep someone that wants the same number of kids as me somebody that wants to live in the same location as me and that was my value system and so I found someone that fit that and we would always say we're so values aligned but when I actually take that out, I think like, yeah, he was a phenomenal person, but our version of values was off. We weren't measuring values in the right way. And that shifted probably for both of us. But for me, someone that believes in the same kind of magic I do and in everyday life, you know, someone that believes that you can run around the supermarket and make that super fun and that the mundane can be magical. And it's all of that. And then you figure out where you want to live and you figure out how many children you want to have and all that other shit. It, those aren't even certain anyway, but what you can be certain of, and I think this was probably a huge shift for me, was letting go of that idea that certainty in relationships came from these tangible things like where you live, because they felt, they felt certain, because you can say, yeah, I do or don't live in this place, but what I actually, at the end of the day, could be 100% certain in is 
who I was in a relationship and how I show up. And I could bring intention to that every single day, irrelevant of how much money I had to buy a house in this location or irrelevant of whatever else was going on. I knew I could be this person for someone. And so that was a big shift. And I didn't like, I had to let go of the identity of that. And then the rest of the, the big decisions I've made along the way, I mean, there's always big decisions of like, do I invest this much money in something? And so like, I've invested a lot back into like recycled, I guess, or circulated a lot of money back into untapped programs. So Bri pays me, I pay her. We just go back and run around <laughs> circulating that. And those have been terrifying moments for me, even though I am so enrolled in the work, obviously, and even play a part sometimes in helping to create what that program looks like. It's still this terrifying moment. And it's not because of how much money it is. And it's not because of my belief and whether it will work or not. It's because every time I make a decision to invest a bunch of money in a program, I'm in that moment saying, I'm this committed to my vision. And I believe in myself in that moment enough that I'm gonna say, yeah, I can get this vision, that I can do this thing. And so, yeah, a big shift has been I think going from the mindset of you count your chickens once they've laid their eggs, you realize whether something was a good investment afterwards. You know, you in the financial world, you put like a little bit of risk in and then you look at the return and you're making this really educated decision. So then flipping that way I even think about how I make decisions is do I believe in this reality that I'm creating and do I believe in myself enough that I say 100% I can walk that path and then underneath that, how do I sit with that is, do I believe in myself and what I've created enough that if I don't get it, which sometimes we won't, I'll be okay. I'll still be great. I'll still be worthy. I can still show up to breakfast, having a good time, you know, like we can do it either way. And so it was that identity shift of going from this really like tangible, tangible in a sense to actually what creates tangibility is who I am and everything else is a bonus. Mm. beautifully articulated distinction around relationships is phenomenal because most people do base their relationships on those tangible convenient things and it lacks depth and it lacks that real alignment you know because alignment is not like we've explored so many parts of it here today is people you surround yourself with the work you do every day who you be in the world right Mm. your energy and relationships are you really in these relationships that have a depth and have an amazing alignment of values in their truest expression and I know that you've created that now and that's it's not easy I also left a long-term relationship when I'm coaching people is the career comes first (laughs) it's like right let's deal with the career career. that's my face every day yeah that's tangible often relationships are the next conversation intimate relationships particularly around really looking at what you've decided there and how you came to those decisions because I think in all the personal growth work that we do we're always bringing more and more awareness of oh shit this is how I ended up here oh I modeled this off my parents. Oh, great. Okay. Is this really mine? Is this really me? Like as you were creating, like you were finally getting aware of how you had created all these constructs in your life around work and relationships and all of it. And then once you have awareness, you have a moment where you get to decide something new. And that's what has always been so inspiring for me with you is you're always so courageous 
you get the awareness, you get an access, and then you decide and you lean in. And that is for anyone listening, like that's the gold. Like the reason Megs is where she is in such a short space of time and is living in alignment. You might be listening to people, I can't do that. Yes, you can. But you get to be courageous. You get to be brave. And once you have awareness and you know those new desires, it's like having the courage to really go after that. And yeah, it's just phenomenal. And then often after that, you know, then comes health and all the other areas of life. And it's just getting closer and closer to the truth of who we are. Yeah, amazing. What you said before on this, the more out of line you are, the same thing applies in reverse. The more decisions you make in alignment, the easier that it comes because the more trust build in yourself that it's going to be okay. So it won't, like, yeah, you might feel like quite far out of alignment. Like, you might be listening to this thinking, like, ah, crap, I've got a lot of work to do and I don't even know where to begin. Or I, there's times in my life where I've looked out and been like, I don't even know who to talk to about it, come find us. We got you. We've been there, we got you, and we love holding people through this. So yeah, build build your community. It's not there already. And you don't have to leave everyone behind, I think is the other thing. And so when you built the, you know, a program that Bri's building at the moment is on relationships and the two concepts that she put together is relationships and communication. And I think through this journey that the biggest thing, the thing I always come back to, the thing that I so value about my relationships intimate and otherwise now is that it's all about communication and it all came down to how you communicate with yourself with the world and with others and that was the most powerful thing that I learned in this whole journey above everything is like it is the way that I communicate that really shifts things for myself and for others that I'm bringing with on the journey and it's you can look around and go oh this doesn't feel right but you also get to reintroduce yourself and re-communicate who you are you know you might find yourself in a relationship that doesn't fit it might be that you guys aren't right for each other it could be it could be that we could look at that but it also could be you haven't communicated who you are now and what you want and what an idea what an extraordinary life looks like and so you also get to do that. You get to reintroduce yourself to the people in your life. You get to like stand in the room like, hey, Megs, who are we going to be today? Yeah, this is how we're showing up. Okay, I'm here for a high five. You get to reintroduce yourself and recreate all the time. And that's where the true power comes from. And that's where you get to let the, the sand shift around you because you've shown up with certainty in who you are. To finish the conversation is, is that distinction of yeah is your communication to yourself in alignment with who you are is your relationships the highest expression are you communicating to the world like what you're here to create because the amount of people that don't you know it's a big part of why we do group programs as well so you can be in communication not in your head not in your journal like in the world with people because when you do that in the program it translates everywhere out into I think that's it our whole life lives inside of those communications and relationships and I feel like that's been the theme of this entire conversation and it's such a beautiful power to who you are is you care about people you care about relationship you care about connections and that's been you know the backbone of your transformation and how you've got your life to truly align and is there any final words you want to say perhaps to someone who is feeling out of alignment I think the distinction you had around the easier it actually gets those first few decisions often the like big like ah, the big tough ones but is there anything else you want to share or communicate to someone who might hear this and know they've got some work to do 
Oh, so much. So, so much. Ultimately, I just for anyone listening, you've got this. You're worthy. You're loved no matter what. And there are people, even if you can't see them right now, there are people in your world or that you can put in your world who will 100% back you in all of that and who have you. And it could be the coaching program. It could be, you know, just looking around and realizing who in your life already makes you feel like that and leaning into those relationships. The other thing is that I would issue you a challenge if you are listening to this and you're realizing that there's something you get to recreate as a first step. There's something you get to recommunicate, whether it's in your career, your relationship. If this something landed for you and you realized this isn't an alignment and I haven't communicated that, then my challenge is that you get to declare that in some, even in some small way, whether it's to me and Bri, you know, slide into our DMs and say, I'm, I'm declaring this or I'm communicating this, but you get to today, you get to do a recreation of who you are or one small part of your life that you get to put a little bit more alignment in. Wow, that was such a powerful episode. And as I reflect on that, I love Always Jamming with Megan, so much energy and passion for life. And I'm really reflecting on the amazing prioritization she's had on relationships and how that has drastically impacted her life. And I know this is true for me as well, whether it's intimate, family or friendships, Megan has prioritized ensuring she's around those communities by investing and being in those communities. And whether that means financially or just giving your time and support and she's prioritized intimate relationships healing with her family all of it for her expansion and it's such a beautiful reminder as we go into this year to really look around like do you have those people in your life are you uplifted and inspired by the people around you are they expansive do they have a belief system that you can borrow and model as you build your own confidence and if the answer is no then you are formally invited into the untapped community we would love to have you there are multiple programs and ways you can get involved and be part of this the hope with this episode was to give you an access to what you could create and allow megan's story to truly expand you so if you love this episode please share it leave a review you still get the goodie bundle and we will see you or hear you or be with you on the next episode